0: Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the 2nd Book of Kings. A man came from Baal Shalishah, bringing to Elisha, the man of God, twenty barley loaves made from the first fruits and fresh grain in the ear. Elisha said, Give it to the people to eat. But his servant objected, How can I set this before a hundred people? Elisha insisted, Give it to the people to eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat, and there shall be some left over. And when they had eaten, there was some left over. As the Lord had said. The Word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs.
0: The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs.
1: Let your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might.
0: The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs.
1: The eyes of all look hopefully to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing.
0: The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs.
1: The Lord is just in all His ways, and holy in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth.
0: The hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call that you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, one body and one Spirit as you were also called to the one hope of your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee a large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have even a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what good are these for so many? Jesus said, Have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. So the men reclined, and about five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had their fill, Jesus said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them, and filled twelve Wicker baskets with fragments from the five loaves of barley, loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Moving on to the first reading, we hear from the second book of Kings, a little bit of a background here, because this does prefigure the Eucharist here. What a beautiful set of readings we have today. Uh, This prefigures what Christ will accomplish in the gospel that we'll get to in a few minutes. He, He takes our first fruits and multiplies them. And how many times does God do that? And I thought it'd be kind of fun since this was a miracle that Elisha had, Uh, to kind of look at some of the other miracles that Elisha performed. Uh, Earlier on, he helped a poor woman in debt. Uh, He resuscitated a a boy that he prophesied would be born. He cured a stew that had been poisoned. Uh, Of course, we have this miracle. And then later on, he cured Naaman the leper. And he even made an axe head float. So what wonderful ways that God does amazing things with our efforts. And I think that's an important thing to remember this, this day as
1: well. Yes, I like that, with the first fruits there, yeah. Okay, well, the reading um, this reading does start out by telling us that a man came from Baal Shalisha. Say that really fast yeah.
0: <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> and he brought with him 20 barley loaves made from the first fruits that you were talking about. And the details about the man uh, are important. Um, at the time, there was a famine in the land. And the town... Uh, Baal Shalishla uh, was known for its abundant crops, Uh, but the Israelites who lived there had fallen into pagan worship, and they were calling upon the pagan god of Baal for relief Of the hardship. And the man in this reading, though, he brought a sacrificial offering on behalf of his people. And look what God did with that. And this is so important for us to remember, like you were talking about, when we surrender to God, even the little that we have, when we trust him with all of our resources, he can multiply our gifts to bring about some miraculous results.
0: Yeah. And and just briefly touching on that word first fruits, it reminds me when I was living back in Tennessee, I had a a conversation with a friend, Lawton Blanford was his name. And, uh, we were talking about how, you know, I write my bills and then I write my donations. And he kind of stopped and looked at me and said, well, have you ever thought about writing your donations first? And I'm like, well, no, it's not, not really that important. I mean, I still make sure I meet my commitments, but you know, I just do those after I write my bills. And he, he really encouraged me to think about giving that tithing or that monetary charity at that time. Um, uh, Really, part of the first fruits. And it didn't necessarily change the amount I was donating at the mm-hmm. time, but what right. it did change was my heart. Yes. And it said, No, Lord, I'm going to give you my first fruits. Right. And that was really a wonderful conversation I ended up having. I struggled with it for a couple of weeks. And yeah.
1: then I said, Well,
0: let me try this. And it it worked out okay.
1: <laughs> it it concretes that in your mindset. This is how, yeah. Oh, I like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: just to call, a call to all of us to remember mm-hmm. to give the Lord back just a tiny portion of what he gives us back, what he gives us, but give it back as a first fruit.
1: Right, yeah. Oh, and the I Lord like
0: doesn't always give us what we Want, but he does give us what we need, and that's what we see in the responsorial psalms. So you have a little story, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, I do. You know what? I got a. I remember this is oh so many years ago, twenty some years ago. I got a phone call from a relative, and my daughter. She was like seven or eight at the time, and she had gone to visit them for the summer. And she calls me and says, "I'm really worried about your daughter." And I'm yeah. <laughs> oh. She says she doesn't know how to ask for what she needs, and I just kind of oh my goodness, what's going on? She says well. I took the girl shopping and she had tried on this really cute little outfit and she was there in the fitting room and she says, yeah, this is what I want. And then she looked at the price tags, and she says, "Oh, never mind. I don't think I really want this." And she said that oh, I, she, had, she said she had a hard time even talking her into just buying a T-shirt. And I said, "Oh my heavens! I know what happened. She probably saw the price tags and thought that's more than my mom spends on my entire <laughs> school wardrobe. You know, we shop at you know bargain places, and she probably realized that she just didn't need it. So see, it wasn't that she couldn't ask for what she needed. She knew." what she needed, she was able to determine even at that young age, the difference between need and uh, want. Okay. And so anyway, that was just yeah. Kind yeah, of that's <laughs> neat and
0: that's that's very wise of her at such a young age because even sometimes as adults, we don't always separate the need versus the want. Well, and she yeah. grew
1: up, but she, she didn't have, you know, growing up in a little bit of hardship, you know, that she understood that, you know, these, she understood the difference between need and want.
0: Exactly. And her
1: needs were being met.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at uh, St. Paul the Ephesians, the third week out of seven That we're reading, and I love Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. There's one faith, there's one hope, there's one baptism, one God and Father of all. That oneness that we read about in Ephesians, and that really points to me towards the four marks of the church. One, holy, Catholic, and apostolic, and really our call to live that one gospel.
1: Mm, That's beautiful, yes. And and that call, St. Paul tells us to live in a manner that's worthy of the call that we've received and to live this call with humility, gentleness, and patience. And then he tells us how to do it, to bear all things through love. And this doesn't mean we're necessarily going to like all the things that we're asked to do, but we're asked to bear them in love.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. And remember, and this is in the Catechism, paragraph 171, the church is the pillar and bulwark of truth, that oneness of truth. Even St. Clement, uh, in his in his letter, he actually wrote to the Corinthians also uh, a non-inspired uh, work. But he said this roughly around AD 98, do we not have one God, one Christ and one spirit of grace poured out upon us? And is there not one calling in Christ? Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful call to unity that we have. Mm -hmm. And God will continue to bless our efforts towards this unity. We see here in the gospel, this is in John chapter 6, but we also hear about this reading in Mark chapter 6 as well, but a wonderful feeding of the peoples.
1: Yeah, John makes it a point also to tell us that the Jewish a feast of the Passover was near and he wants us to see the connection between the event that's unfolding here um, in the gospel reading and the last supper. This miraculous multiplication of the loaves and fishes is part of the preparation that Jesus was making before he delivered his bread of, Lo- bread of life discourse, uh, which is what really created a lot of division uh, between his disciples.
0: Yeah, exactly. And of course, this does point out that the disciples' faith was still fairly weak (laughs) because they didn't know what to do. But what happens? A, A small boy, a young boy comes forward with a small gift and God multiplies that. And I think that's really a beautiful piece of this Eucharist where Eucharist meaning Thanksgiving, you bring your small gift forward and it gets multiplied by Christ. And thankfully Christ is present in the Eucharist for us because he comes to call everyone to unity through the Eucharist. And we see even here, After they had eaten, they filled 12 wicker baskets. Of course, the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel back under one fold under Christ. And as we go into these hot dog days of summer in July and then moving into August, we need to remember that Christ doesn't take a vacation from us. God is always there in the Eucharist and the Mass for us. We need to remember not to take a vacation from God. So if you are (laughs) traveling now, please remember to go to masstimes.org. Plan mass into your vacation and receive that bounty of the Eucharist of Christ. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com.